Alrighty guys, Trace is lonely, and this is Drunk Valorant, episode number 91. No need um, to help me like that publicly. Yeah. Hey, I'm sure I'm more lonely <laughs> than Chase, so I'll, I'll be in solidarity there. Yeah. Um, here we are. Uh, yeah. Hunter, what do you got in hand? I was all excited to have two non-Nepin uh, beers in a row. And then we kind of hopped into the podcast quickly, and there was one that I had less than halfway done. So I'm drinking a Nepenthe, uh Queen Jellyfish. Had it on pod before, but it slaps. Uh, hopped with and hopped and DDH, which I think is double dry hopped with Galaxy, the star of the show, uh, Motika and Simcoe. It is redolent of pineapple and bubblegum with a smooth finish that hides its strength. Then a subtle hint of bitterness as it clears your palate, which is very accurate. It is a super cool beer. Their jellyfish series is really special because it has this really unique taste that it's easy to imagine is a jellyfish or a space jellyfish, as I should say. Mm. Sorry, my beer was overflowing out of the can, so I had to... Uh... Hopefully, uh, my slurping sounds did not end up in, the, in Hunter's description. I, I did no, not I was just distracting sounds. me from <laughs> from what Hunter was saying because yeah. Gas was over here like deep throating the top of his can, trying <laughs> to prevent it from spilling. And it was really odd. Um, but yes, jellyfish sounds great. Um, well, Hunter, I've had that one before, right? Um, you, I brought space jellyfish, which is like their mm-hmm. uh, single. And then this is their double, and their triple oh, okay. is Jellyfish Huntress. So they have three versions. You had the single version. Got it. And then I, I guess you didn't bring any over when I was back in D.C.? I don't think they... I believe they did not have it uh, at that time, which sucked, because okay. I definitely would have brought it if they did have it. Yeah, I, I brought oh, more regular really? Space Jellyfish. Yeah, okay. Because like, I was like, I know I had some kind of Jellyfish beer that you brought over to my place. Yeah, yeah and the Space Jellyfish, um, you said, was kind of vanilla at first, but then the more you drank it, the more you liked it, which is accurate to how I experienced it as well. My dad actually quite liked them as well. Oh, cool. Um, which is not really surprising. My dad likes IPAs. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's up his alley. But yeah, yeah I, was, um, I was grabbing some beers out of my fridge and I was going to grab the last one. And my dad just decided, oh, actually, like, do you mind grabbing one of my other beers? So like, I kind of <laughs> want to try that one. Oh, and nice. I was like, yeah, sure. Um, so yeah. Cass's dad yeah. is on the Neppin train and I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, I will say that my. My IPA enjoyment has been somewhat spoiled by discovering Galaxy Hops because I just have a hard time having <laughs> oh, any beer. Into the club, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> right. Yeah, I have a hard time having any IPA and, and not being like, this would be better if it had Galaxy instead. Yeah, <laughs> if it's not a Galaxy like, yeah. IPA. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. Although this Galaxy makes the Widowmaker into like a goaded beer. Right, right. Yeah, being dead of night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Widowmaker's uh-huh. fucking good by itself. But that's, yeah. is it Citra? Um, I, I got a can sitting in front of me. Let's see if it's listed. Um, I don't know. It doesn't uh, but... say on the can. I could probably go to uh, Backcountry's website and figure it out. Oh, actually, real quick. Do you do you either do either of you know about the if you can like order beer from Canada and ship it to the US or no? Uh I would yes, think no. I, you um, might need an import license, which would be difficult to have. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, get an import license specifically no, no, to import Dead of Night. Yeah. DC has a specific law um which enables you to get an import license for five dollars if there is no distributor who is distributing the product that you are trying to import. Um, okay. 
So you might be able to get my dad. My, my dad has it because he imports specific rums and stuff that no distributor sells. Um, so you might be able to get my dad potentially to do that. But then would Backcountry be willing to do it would be the other part. Now, the question is, would Backcountry yeah. be willing to... Uh... Or, or is it possible to have Cass ship it like as a distributor in Canada to his father with the <laughs> license? <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. I would, I would be willing to pay like triple the cost of uh, the store price of a Dead of Night to get like a six-pack of Dead of Nights or a four-pack, I guess it would be. They're that good. Yeah, yeah, they are. Like I wouldn't do that all the time, but like the next time they're available, I would definitely do that once. Uh, yeah. I mean, w- while we're on the topic, I'm going to go over my beer because it's mm-hmm. I have a very similar beer, of course. Um, yeah. I'm drinking a Cosmic Haze double IPA from Nelson Brewing Company, uh, which is just up the street from me. Really good, really cool like building. It, it seems like an old like manufacturing building that the brewery's in. Um, it's like all like wooden. I don't know. It just looks cool. But I picked up a, a growler of this after work today. And I didn't put together that the cosmic meant galaxy until I had a sip of it, like maybe two minutes ago, right before the podcast. And I was like, "Oh fuck, that's very strong galaxy," uh, which is Ooh. amazing. Yeah, so, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, so both so... double galaxy IPAs. Here we are, Hunter. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, I am on Backcountry's website, and they don't list the hops that are used in Widowmaker. Interesting. Hmm. Secret blend. Um, yeah. I really do like Mosaic, too. Mosaic's probably my number two hop. That's yeah, fair, Mosaic that's is very good. Citra is very good. But, I mean, Gal- Galaxy is just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the thing um, with Citra, I think it is probably, like, what it pairs well with. But I feel like all Citra IPAs taste the same. Like, it seems like there's a very, like, sharp, like, bright taste with Citra IPAs. But I don't dislike it. It just, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a Citra IPA. All right. Yeah, well, it's going to be a grapefruit hazy with Citra. Exactly. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm drinking a the heavy fruit breakfast edition. It is one of potentially two remaining cans in Vancouver. And are those two in doubt. your fridge? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody else has kept them this long. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did just sure. drink my last one like last week. Hmm. I have I now have one remaining sitting in the fridge. Um but yeah, that's that's where we are. Uh I've talked about it on pod before. It's fucking delicious. Um I don't understand how they do it. But holy fuck does it work. Alrighty. So some Valorant stuff. We're gonna start off with uh, a question. All right, and this was something that was uh, posted on the uh, Valorant subreddit. Not sure how long ago, but um, it is... Well, the question is, who's harder to hit? Um, and he's got a little description saying that some things in the game just force you to whiff. It's not a skill issue. Yeah. It's completely the game's fault. So, the questions are... Or the answers are a flying jet, a flying raise, a guy who's not looking at you, Hatless cipher and a flashed enemy. Is there a correct answer you're saying, or is this like a, a Reddit poll? No, no, this is a Reddit poll. Oh, there's 100 okay. percent a right answer. Hatless cipher is just the hardest. I hit flash people <laughs> all the time, even though I so, wish sometimes. Yeah, hatless cipher Fly- is a menace. We got we gotta go over this again. Flying jet, flying rays, hatless cipher, 
um, flashed enemy, flashed enemy, and somebody yeah. with their back turned to you. Yeah, somebody who's not looking at you. <laughs> I mean, I think it's between flying rays. Uh, no, fly. It's between flying jet and and hatless cipher for me. I think I, it's got to be guys who's not looking at you. I would say it's between for me. It, the order is, the order is number three is the person the back is turned because I just have so much anxiety about missing. Uh, number two is the raise because I feel like they just move so much less predictably than flying jets. Like flying jets, you just wait till they're at the top of their updraft and then just mm-hmm. shoot them. Whereas like the the arc of a raise's travel can be so different uh, depending on where they blast back. Um, and then number one is Hatless Cypher. See, that's why I originally went with, uh, with the raise, but then I was thinking... I've gotten many more kills flicking to a raise blast packing in than I have on just like a jet in the air. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. I, I have no stats mm-hmm. to back this up, but that's what it feels like. I, I feel like it's more common to like have a uh, raise blast packing in and you kind of understand the trajectory, especially when they're on like the up arc and you can flick to that and, you know, get like a, probably a random, rng shot off that's fair. um i find that i have an easier time with raises because they're well number one i'm probably not getting shot at while the raise is blast packing in if i have line of sight on her if like they either didn't flash or didn't smoke off a correct angle or maybe the raise is just ahead of her team or whatever but like usually when i'm fighting flying jets they have knives and I feel yeah, like you're getting shot having, at. Yeah, like them shooting at me, or just the knowledge that they have knives, just like makes me whiff a little more. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, although I did have a really nice kill on a um on an altered flying jet the other day because I was trying to shoot like a killjoy who was back castle on breeze, and the jet just like floats into my crosshair right as I pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It just, like, rips her out of the sky. It was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, someone in the comment sections counter-offered with a um, a flash cipher with no hat that's not looking at you. At which case, that guy has plot armor. Yeah, oh, you yeah. can't you can't kill him. That's yeah. actually so many debuffs that it buffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might as well just look for the next enemy, like you're trigger-disciplining at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why Hatless Cypher is so difficult to kill, but, like, it actually exists. I think it's usually because it's, like, yeah. you know, 1v1 situation where you actually come into contact with this Hatless Cypher. But, fuck. They, yeah. uh... You're not expecting the no-brim. Yeah, I, 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 wonder, I, if some of it's, like... I wonder if it's some of it's just that it, it looks wrong. Like, it looks like it's the back of someone's head and that really throws you off. I don't know. It's it is weird. Yeah, I, I I feel like it's just not what you're expecting, and therefore like it just kind of throws you for a loop. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much more you have planned, Cass, but I have a, I have a very snacky topic that we could either do or not do this podcast. All right, go ahead. Write yes. it down. So I I was thinking about this. Uh, what is uh, in your opinion, in terms of agent release cinematics? Um, you can probably answer all three of these at once rather than us going by each category. Uh, favorite cinema- release cinematic, 
uh, most badass cinematic, and then cinematic that makes it look like the agent will be the most OP in-game. Let me give you guys a quick rundown. Um, Killjoy and Reyna's were both very basic, just kind of showing off their abilities. Killjoy's was a little bit more effort into it. Um, and then we have... Uh, the next one was Sky. She had kind of the two part where one was more cinematic and the other was her abilities. Also not all that exciting. Yoru's was the first like actually, you know, detailed cinematic where he's on Icebox and teleporting and shoots Phoenix in the head who's altered because he knows Jet's behind him. Uh, Astra, I couldn't remember. I meant to look it up, but uh, do you guys remember what Astra's cinematic was? I can only remember uh, one single cinematic off the top of my head. So Well, that's why I'm I doing the like, refresher. I just yeah, don't remember okay. what Astra's was. Um, yeah. KO's was the one where it kind of showed off the way his, like, showed off the idea of him learning the patterns of other agents where he, like, keeps going oh, through yeah. Breeze Halls and, like, doing things differently based on what where doesn't work. Chambers who, who is, like... That? Which one was that? That was KO. KO. He was in, yeah. in Breeze uh. Hall... And he, it would show, like, the Killjoy hiding in the corner and, like, not being able to use her turret. and Right, so then he would right-click Flash next time. And then, like, he'd get hit uh, by some utility, okay. so he'd KO knife. Um, Chambers was, like, super abstract, where he was just, like, uh, in this, like, weird mirror world or something, where he just kept, like, spinning out his utility and grabbing guns and stuff. Um, Neon's was, she was, like, checking into Valorant HQ. And then, like... Uh, playing a cool song while she reminisced about different things and showed off what she could do. Um, Fades was the one that basically the team is going in to get Fade and she is like messing with them by using the things that they most fear against them. So you have like Sova's shock, shock dart turning red and coming back to him. Breach's arm shatters as he tries to get out of jail. KO is holding dead brim. Um, Harbors, is, you guys probably all remember at this point because that's the one where he's stealing the artifact that gives him his power and then escaping and blocking bullets with his wall, as we talked about on podcasts, <laughs> and it seemed like that was initially the intent. Um, and then Gecko's is him chilling with all his pets and then um, cruising through the town very cutely and then meeting up with Reyna at the end of it. And then obviously Deadlock being fighting the Radiant Bear and getting her arm bitten off for, at the end, Killjoy to make her the replacement super suck arm. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's the run through. Okay, I guess, so yeah, go ahead. the only one that I remembered was Harbor, mm -hmm. um, like off the top of my mind. And now you going through them, I do remember a few more. Yeah. A few of them, I'm like, did I even watch that? Which I probably did. They're just that unmemorable. Mm -hmm. um, but Harbor has to be the like the best, I think. Like it seemed like there was the most a lot of effort going on. Yeah. There was a lot of effort. It was a fucking like action movie. Mm hmm like trailer it was like an action movie trailer going on oh yeah um and i thought that was super cool um i think that that's the best i don't think it's the most badass so that's your favorite that's your favorite that's my favorite that's yeah. my favorite yeah so in terms of badass yeah, and like, most making the agent look overpowered what are your thoughts on those um okay badass was gotta be fade yeah um, yeah yeah because like yeah i remember that cinematic now and i'm like oh yeah that was fucking sick like looks badass, like using mind powers against people, like showing them their deepest fears is like super cool yeah. and dark. Um, I like that. And then making the agent look the most overpowered. Like. Cause most of the time I, we're I seeing know. this before we actually know what the agent kit does specifically. 
Yeah, like who did we think would be super fucking overpowered? Uh, like Neon, maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't no, think so. I think it neons... could be Harbor again because we yeah. were thinking the wall blocked bullets. And yeah. it, there's like one where he, he throws like a landmine on the ground and blows up a a motorcycle that's chasing him. And we're like, oh, is he gonna have like landmines too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking of so, it in like, terms yeah. of like like sort of what you're saying of like not necessarily uh, including the lens of oh they wouldn't actually do this in game, but just like what it looks like is happening in the trailer. So like yeah. Because, like, yeah, I don't think we seriously too, thought I mean, Harbor would have a landmine, but it does kind of look like he would have that ability to mess up a motorcycle. I mean, I do, you, we didn't know because the, like, things weren't yeah, released like they, yet. Yeah, it's not like they, they hadn't released the abilities. Yeah, I just, I just don't... What I'm saying is I don't remember thinking that would actually be in the game, but I think that's valid for this question because, you know, maybe it mm. would be. Um, yeah. Cass would be... I definitely mostly, thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mostly this them... Or mostly it just seeming like his wall blocked all bullets. Mm-hmm. Like always, walls, not just the cove. Um, right. So yeah, it just seemed like all of his util just like blocked bullets, and it's like holy shit, that's that's busted. Yeah, it, uh, it's so interesting how we got a very clear indication as to what caused the harbor delay, <laughs> because they had the yeah. trailer, which is like incredibly prominent that his wall was blocking bullets, and they're and then they're like, oops, we had to delay him. Yeah, to say, hmm, maybe that's a bad idea if he gets an Astra ult every 40 seconds. Yeah, yeah. if, if like, all of his abilities do what a character's ultimate does, other than, like, blocking yeah. noise, obviously, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, you guys have other opinions? Like I went through mine, but didn't... Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, I know that my favorite cinematic was not like an agent release one but was um uh when they were all fighting against like killjoy's max spot in the training oh race. that's a great cinematic. and like with, yeah. with jet and yoru placing bets on um yeah. on how people are gonna do like that was by far and away my favorite cinematic and then sage wins um, the bet at the end for some reason yeah then there's yeah. also uh oh god this was kind of a meme, but like Cypher's Revenge was a funny oh, right. cinematic. Yeah. yeah, wasn't that um, an April Fool's release? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, it was. Uh that that was that was that was a fun one. I, I can't really remember too many of the Agent ones. Like I remember I remember Fade. I remember um Deadlock, obviously, and then Chamber and Harbor. Those are the only ones I really remember. Yeah. Yeah, my my picks are um fade for most badass uh also to be honest i don't always follow the like in range lore drops where they you can hear like the voicemails and see the emails and stuff but i feel like fades were really cool how they built up to her release where it's like oh there's this super spooky uh person that we need to track down and they yeah they had the most like like in-game lore to that and yeah the fact that we all noticed it and we were all like, Ooh, like what's this new voicemail yeah. or like the like spooky shit. Mm-hmm. They had like the whole, like follow like the shadow or something like that. Right. Right. That like went down to the basement where like the, uh, the prison door was, uh, they haven't really done that for many other agents. Um, not to that same extent, at least. Yeah. Didn't they have like random things in the actual game as well? Like little like orbs or something that we're, I'm thinking of I mean, there are, yeah. there are little like, uh, fact, like, 
like dossiers. They were basically like dossiers, yeah, that you could go and interact with and read. Uh, they were on Fracture. Yeah, were I thought there was something. Where, I thought well? there was something where, like, pre-round, occasionally there'd be this like little like shadow that would pass by or something. I, I don't remember I, what it's. I don't remember that. Like. I remember the shadow in yeah. the range, but not uh, yeah. in think, game. I think Fracture is the only one that still has the dot things, but I thought they had one at like Icebox, Attacker and Defender spawn. I thought there were more than just Fracture. Yeah, there were like a few on Fracture though, which was cool. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, so Fade for most badass. I also think that Fade for most overpowered seeming, because in the cinematic, she's literally doing like a KO plus, where she's taking everyone and not only neutralizing their abilities, but like actively using them against them, slash making the person self-destruct. Like Breach with his robot arm disintegrating and KO like, uh, sorry, not KO, um, Sova having his eye like turn red and then have his dart come back at him. Like that was the single coolest part of the whole trailer, where he just shoots his dart down the dark hall and then like his eye goes red and then the dart comes back at him like a different color like yeah so i i think you know if fade could do what she did in that trailer it'd literally be like everyone would run a ko to counter the fade because ko was shown to be the only one who could shut down her abilities um and then favorite has to go to yoru just because uh i fell in love with yoru from his release trailer and it, it was a very fun trailer with uh you know, Cypher dying in a humiliating way and then Yoru doing the super cool teleport and, you know, messing with Phoenix. Like, that one has a special place in my heart and always will. Also, like, I mean, I remember everybody thinking that Yoru was just going to be absurdly busted. Oh, yeah. Oh, when yeah. When they saw that trailer. Uh, like, when that trailer came out, everybody's like, oh, my God, Yoru is going to, like, break the game. He's going to be way too good. Well, because he hit, like, basically um, an instant teleport in the trailer. Like, there, there wasn't the... Oh, he needs to, you know, straighten up and whip out his gun again. Like, yeah, because yeah, that's not very cinematic. Him. Yeah, but also, yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, like you, you now don't have any way of maintaining map control, and he can just kind of be wherever. It's like having an omen alt every round for free. Yeah. Um, Although it's but... kind of funny that people would say that because omen alt is not that good. But if you yeah. had it every round for free, you, you would be fucking free. broken. Yeah. Well, I mean, the significant thing about the Yoru teleport is that it it doesn't telegraph that you're using it and have a huge range where you know it's happening. But like, you also can't go back to your original location. Yeah, but well, I guess what I'm saying it's is committal. that if you if you swapped out Yoru TP with Omen Ult, it would be a downgrade. Just be, I don't just, know if it would. Oh my god, it would. It so much would. Because, like, the thing with the Omen ult is, first, you may have a voice line to the other team that you're doing it, and then anyone within a mile can hear exactly where you're it's, teleporting. It's not an ult, you have no voice line. Oh, okay. Well, still, I think it's a downgrade, just because it takes so long to do, and anyone nearby can still hear where you're going. That's such, like, the information. Like, he would be an initiator. Immediately. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. like, the information from that is nuts. I, I don't know, because you're also only looking at... I don't, I don't think that would be an improvement to Yoru. Yeah. I mean, it changes roll-up a lot. It would change like, the roll-up a lot. And Omen also, every round would be pretty fucking... Like, yeah, it's like... You know, when we just go on to site, like, I'll, I'll ping out where everybody fucking is. And then I can stay here if there's no one here. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Yeah. Just, like, I guess it would be like a cypher can that you could place anywhere, essentially. Exactly, but you also have the option of being there if you want to, like staying there. 
I guess, but there's also a lot of times where you just get shot immediately from somewhere you don't necessarily see, yep. or... Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure, I'll but think about Sova gets a dart that pings twice and people can hide from. Right, right. Like, like this is a way, 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 way better Sova dart. But Sova can throw the dart, and then after the quick, char- after the quick, you know, animation of launching the dart, can now do other things. Whereas, like, Omen is completely locked in. The only thing he's doing is alting. If it's at the beginning of the round, who the fuck cares? But if it's at the beginning of the round, I think it's a lot less valuable. Because, like, you know, if you see someone in a certain position on site when you're on offense, and then they see that they've gotten seen, it's not mm-hmm. like there's going to be any mystery about it. Then they can just reposition. Like, they're not... Like, it, like it, it, it has less value for that. I mean, I guess if you see I mean, someone holding it okay. with an op, that's more valuable. It depends on the Obviously, situation. this is... This is kind of a meme, because, like, you know, it's Omen Altair, but, like... Yeah. You could be in spawn every fucking round right off barrier drop. <laughs> sure, sure. It's like, yep. you, you, you could do it. Yeah, that would be more of an issue on some maps than others. Like, I'm thinking about Icebox, because you're just talking about it, and I think that would have a lot less value, since if someone's playing, like, you know, ramps, they could just turn around and see if you're there or not. But on some maps, that definitely could be much more of a pain, like Breeze, for example, where people are likely mm-hmm. not going to be in position to check spawn easily. Yeah, and then it's Fracture. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. also on, um... Yeah, how come I never see Omen's alt into spawn on Fracture? I don't know, they kind of should. It's, like, off the rip. It would be yeah. actually quite a good alt. It might just be too telegraphed, because off the rip, like... You know, they'd be like, where would he be going that they don't, like, that we don't know where he is? And it's, like, that's the kind of the one place. Yeah. I guess, yeah. But, like, it's not easy to clear. It's not easy to clear. Well, you'd have to be specifically B-side, right? Because if you're A-side, then if someone's playing tower, they could really easily... Yeah, you have to be B-side, and you have to be close to, uh... Whatever the, I, I've been forgetting the callouts. Canteen. Um, canteen. I yeah. would think the other way around. I would think that you go to a side and just be tucked so that the person tower has Ooh. to come all the way down to check. That's true. I forgot that yeah. the that little ledge goes into yeah. the corner. Yeah, ulting into that corner would be pretty good. Yeah. So I guess as I'm like, thinking about it, I'm changing my opinion to be like. For uh, certain characters, it would be an upgrade. However, I think for Yoru specifically, it would not be. Because it would really me- it would not go well with the rest of his kit. Yeah, I'm not saying it would work well with the rest of his kit, but I'm also yeah. saying if you get a fucking Omen alt every round for free, that perhaps recharges off two kills, because that's how dualist alts work, or like dualist E abilities work. I mean, like, it'd be kind of fucking good. Yeah, I think like if you kind of really fucking good. Yeah, I no, think, I think we'd I think have to make him ones... an initiator in which it doesn't refresh off of. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, I think okay, fade just refreshes. I think off time. fade no, fade is in some ways a better. There's some ways in which it's uh, better than an eye, even though there are some ways that are worse. But I think fade it's an upgrade. I think that Sova it sort of depends, but you could argue for it being an upgrade. And then breach, I just think concuss is one of the less good uh, initiator ease. So. I think also you could argue for it. Definitely not better than a Sky Flash. Or this is all Sky relating Flash. to Yoru, and it 100% an upgrade yeah. for, for Yoru. No, now, that is hard cap. No. It, like, Yoru TP is a really good ability. 
Uh, well, really good. Yes, maybe. because Yoru is a really good character. No, but like the amount of uh, the the threat that you can provide with the Yoru TP as well as the mobility, like Yoru as a character would be so incredibly disjointed with Omen Ult. That like once the other team starts getting used to where you're going, like if they just have someone in spawn for the early round, like yeah, I I, I would. I'll, I'll make this a poll. This is yeah. Maybe I was gonna I'll say this, to this it, is a, a it's a fucking it. stupid poll, but like yeah, make oh, it a yeah. Poll. oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. You, you will see. There is no way that like it wouldn't be an upgrade. That is some hard cap. I mean, one of the biggest things about Omen Ult that you see happen is that it's also really easy for someone to hide around a corner once they know where your Omen Alt is and just wait for you to leave, and then you don't think they're there, or wait for you to commit and then shoot you. Like, it's just so incredibly telegraphed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll leave this to the people in the, in the chat, to this, uh, in the Discord to decide. So, yeah, that's, that's the end of my, my goofy little thing. Yeah, I, I'm torn on whether or not it would be better. It's hard to say, because I feel like you, you can't... I mean, you can kind of fake an omen all. Because you just don't have to stick it. You could, like, insta-cancel it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's most of the time you'd be using this if this was your main utility. It would be, it would be all info. Yeah, because like I again, I'm thinking of the round where um, Boaster insta ulted on split to CT spawn and then canceled and then dropped the smoke and CT spawn canceled it and two two maybe even three people were like watching spawn. Yeah. When they're exacting on the site, like... Well, I, th- I thought the way yeah, you described it to good. me was that he didn't actually even cancel it. He stuck it, but he didn't TP there. He TP'd, like, to his own spawn. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So for yeah, what they right. thought, they yeah, thought yeah, he might yeah, have actually right. been there. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because he... Yeah, you're right. He didn't cancel it. He ulted... Or he dropped a smoke in CT spawn. And then just ulted, ulted onto uh, where yeah. he was standing. Yeah. But yeah. Which is very big brain. Like, that. that's super cool. Okay, how stupid is it that we're talking about whether, like, we're debating whether or not an ult would be a <laughs> yeah. decent replacement for a main character ability? Like, a signature. I mean, uh, okay, but if you think about it, like, Jet's signature is better than a decent number of ults. Oh, yeah. Like, Yoru getting a Jet Dash instead, as much as I hate to say it, would definitely be an upgrade for Yoru just because Jet Dash is so good. Like but even not though instead it... of his ult. Oh, Yoru Dash instead of Jet Alt? I mean, the, I guess the, no, no, Yoru, Yoru, Yoru. Oh, oh, oh! I see what you're saying. Gets, you get rid of your ult for Jet Dash. That's that's I think ridiculous. I think Wait, Jet what? Dash is nowhere near as good as many ults in the game because it's not round turning per se. Well, I, I think the biggest thing would be would Jet Dash still refresh off of two kills? Because if you could jet dash and have it, you know, keep using the ult if you keep getting kills, then I think it is better than Yoru ult, even though Yoru ult is good. I think if it's a one and done, then it's definitely not. No, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, along the lines of, like, like, there are some abilities in the game that are better than ults. That are not yeah. ults themselves, is what I'm getting at. I mean, I think you would... I'm not sure how many, I, I don't... I... Yeah, I can't think of many. Because we're, we're literally discussing the worst alt in the game, which is Omen Ult. Yeah. Like, every other alt in the game is better than Omen Ult, and we're still having this debate. So, like... I, I, I'd yeah. rather have a Jet Dash. Than Omen Ult? Yeah. 
Assuming it refreshes on kill or no, just a single no, jet dash. No, a single d- jet dash. I think it doesn't refresh on kill. The sa- This is the same argument that like there'd be no voice line for uh, for mm. Omen ult if it were a Yor- Yoru's thing. Well, right. the, the thing is like Yoru ult being replaced by jet dash, especially if it refreshed, there's some actually, there's some synergy in his kit. Like the biggest thing is it would make him really good as an opper because now you can be opping an angle, have your TP out so you get the kill you get the you take the first shot, you then re-peak with dash, and then you TP out after that. <laughs> like you'd be that would be insane. Whereas like like Omen having jet dash would be like but you'll get to do that twice a half, three times a half. Well, yeah, yeah, but but I mean you only Yoru ult a couple times a half. Like well, yeah, that's what an ult is. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of assuming that you'd get it every round because you typically do get no. your E every round. But like, what you're is an ult. You're assuming you just ult. get an extra E, which is someone else's E, instead of having it all. That's very different than how I was yeah, thinking about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I see what you mean, but, like, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I okay. You take the ability and you slot it in as, like, as that ability the for the other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Cass, if, if that's how you're thinking about it, I would fully agree with you. If you would take having a second signature ability that's free every round versus having Over an ult. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Yeah. Just having another free ability gives you so much value. Or even if yeah. you paid for it, there are a lot of really good signatures as well. Um, but yeah. I think there's no single ability in the game that can replace an ult. Jet, yeah. Jet Dash is up there. I'd say Raise Nade also stupidly good. But in what world is Raise Nade like yeah. an ultimate? Raise Nade's not ult level good. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would say that I would possibly about rather ult. have a raise nade than a harbor ult in many rounds because harbor ult is very easily like harbor ult i think is okay it just is very avoidable and there are even times when it can mess up your own team whereas raise nade is just really good and you can use it in a lot of the situations where you'd want to use a harbor ult, like post plan in particular you chuck a nade on spike better than harbor ult in some cases it's just nowhere near the kind of thing that an ult needs Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be, be very alt. weird because, like, you know, alts tend to have a much more, you know, there, there's a lot more pomp as and they circumstance. fucking should. Yes, yes. As they the should. other ones are viable <laughs> yeah. for like 400 or less credits, and, or free. Yeah, and an alt takes you know many rounds to get up. This also gets very weird if we start talking about smoke characters. <laughs> it's like if Phoenix alt was replaced by having Omen smokes. That's I, I kind of actually like that as be, yeah. <laughs> being like you get you get three brim smokes as your ult. So one round you just get extra, an extra three. No, 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 Chase. Team. When you had your ult. You would get one free smoke and the option to buy two more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that would work really well for you. You could do a list and then have extra brim value when you had your ult. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Can I get Molly instead? Molly is actually just OP. Oh my god, Chase <laughs> with with uh, Brim Molly as the swapping out for Phoenix Alt would be insane. Having Phoenix <laughs> Molly and Brim Molly, Chase would be no, no. Molly. Okay, I, oh, I just I, I replaced Neon Alt with Brim Molly, and I would do a lot more damage. <laughs> 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 oh man, I fucking suck with Neon Alt. I was thinking if you had um. I haven't tried Neon Alt in a while. Maybe I should give that a go again. I mean, Neon Alt is literally Super Stinger, which makes me love it. I mean, yeah, they also 
buffed it to where it now has headshot damage. Well, that, that's when we it. started talking about it being a super. Yeah, super. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, but fuck, what was I gonna say? That's something. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if Trace was playing as Phoenix, right? But also had Brim Molly with Phoenix. Like, how would that work for lineup purposes? Because like you've got your Brim Molly lineup, but then your Phoenix Molly doesn't go that far. So you'd have to run from, like, one lineup location to, like, another lineup Well, location. the way I'm picturing it would go is that Chase would use his molly during the initial exeg, where he typically gets really good value with his mollies, and then have the brim molly for post-plant. So he'd take sight with the team and then fall off, having used the phoenix molly with his post-plant brim molly. It's just a terrible way to play phoenix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah playing for ult, playing for ult. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the idea would be you going in first, and... Honestly, I think it's okay if you are playing Phoenix and take the site and then fall back for, like, whatever reason in a real situation, not having Brim Molly, but, like, watching Flank or something. Because, like, holding site is not really a strength of Phoenix. I I find this to be a really funny situation. And, like, it doesn't happen very often. But, like, Mm -hmm. I love when Omens use their ult as post-plant utility. So, like, somebody's sticking the bomb, right? And you just ult right next to them. Yeah. And then so it's just like, okay, well, like... You have to get off off the chat, yeah. (laughs) Like, are you getting off... Like, we're staring at each other. It's like, are you getting off Spike so that you could kill me? Mm -hmm. In which case, I'm going to win the round off time. Or are you going to stick it? In which case, I'm going to stick my ult and I'll be standing in front of you. (laughs) Yep. Like, it, it, it is... It effectively functions the exact same way as, like being able to deny that last bit of time using, like, an orbital strike or something like or that. An Astra suck or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. big difference is that, like, you need another funny. teammate alive to make that work. Like, that's really a 2v1 strike. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, because the thing is, if I'm if I'm on spike in a 1v1 and an omen ults next to me, then I know I have it half for free because he can't speed up the animation of himself ending in that position. So I know I get half and shoot him, and now he has to... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Specifically, I'm talking about, like, there's very little time left. I don't know. I still feel like if there's even like like saying, a there's, half no, no, second like extra only, time than the defense. Okay, no, I'm saying there's only, there's quite literally only enough time for you to full stick. Well, then wouldn't face checking do the same thing? It would. It really would. Yeah, but it's but it's cool. And also, you <laughs> no, don't have to be nearby yeah. enough. Except you yeah. expend an ult for something you could have peeked around yeah, the corner yeah, yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, but but like Omen ult like, isn't very be... good, so in that specific yeah, yeah. scenario, I would fully support doing that. It's just that it's an incredibly specific scenario. Also, you could yeah. be, like, really far away, so, like, they can't push you, like... Or, like, they're trying to push you to get... Or, like, to kill you before they go and hit Spike or whatever, right? Yeah. Um... And then, like, you're nowhere, you're, like, you're not in range for them to be able to push you and kill you, and then you can just alt next to it and just be like, yeah. Yeah, like, were you opping on Seaside Haven or something? Like, what? Sure, and then the <laughs> team planted today. Oh, uh, okay, now I understand, because it, we, we've done it, we've taken it to a place I can relate to, mm-hmm. since it happens every fucking game we play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I just think it's a really funny way to use his alt in a post-plant scenario. Oh, it's definitely um, funny, I fully agree with you on that. And can be useful. Mm-hmm. it's also one of those okay. things where you also invite the enemy to panic and make a stupid decision where even if there's like, mm-hmm. you know, more time than needed, maybe they uh, get off spike and like stand there, like just not sure what to do. And then you win that way. Like there are plenty of things also, that like, shouldn't work, but might, because it's so weird. If you begin to yeah. alt in as soon as they tap, like, do you not finish your alt thing before they get half? 
Uh, I don't know. That's don't a good know. question. Because I, I kind of feel like you. I feel like you do. I feel like I you feel do. like you do. I'm so looking like it up they right now. Even be able to get half. Uh, okay. So it takes four seconds, and getting it's it half, half is what? No, no half half is, is a uh, three point seven five. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe it's seven point five for a full defuse. Mm. So yeah. Just I just barely here on myself. Okay, but can they oh, get right. a half inch? <laughs> okay, either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. One of the things. My shirt is soaked. Oh, I, no. I, I relate to that. I didn't do that today, but yeah. I haven't eaten Chase, dinner I'm a, yet. A is, I'm, a drinking, I'm drinking a 9% beer over here. <laughs> um, okay, one of the things that we did say we would talk about this week uh, is Sunset. Oh, fuck, yeah. So uh, we actually played a game on Sunset. Yeah, I didn't just play the like, game on Sunset. Cass, uh, Cass, and I uh, went into game the other day, and we're like, "Oh yeah, we, we got time to queue for one. Like, let's do it." And then Sunset fucking pops up in comp, and we're yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Like, I didn't even know that uh, that Sunset was in comp yet. Yeah, I had played. I had played like two Swift plays on on Sunset. I was not expecting it to be like. Oh, I'm in comp now on this fucking mm-hmm. map. I had uh, one swift play. Yeah, he had one play swift play. Comp. Technically, you knew because Hunter had told you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I actually don't mind Sunset right now. It could be like I've only played the one the one game on it in comp, and then a couple of swift plays. Um. And I could be biased because I feel like I played pretty well in that game, even though we lost it. We lost it in OT, so kind of everybody yeah. played well enough. Um, and it was like, it was a really good game, so I, I really enjoyed the map in that in that scenario. And it, it's more it, it's more fun than I was expecting based on the initial release. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I will say I was also very hard on it uh, before. We really got a chance to do much on it, just from watching some streamers. And I also like it slightly more than I thought. There's some very interesting things about the map. I think B-Site in particular is really cool. How, is it B-Site? Not B-Site the one has a that... pillar. B-Site is a pillar? Okay, well, I mean A-Site then. How you can, like, on offense, basically smoke the cross and then go all the way to the back of site along that, around in that hall. I think that's just super cool and interesting. I like that there's no direct entrance to A. It's like a weird... It's a weird layout. Because it splits and then both avenues go around to the sides of the site. Yeah. uh, Instead of, like, going direct onto, like most maps have. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I don't think there's any other map in the game, or, like, any other site in the game that has that kind of geometry. So it's, it's very new. Um... It seems like people enjoy like just like hitting B more because it's a lot more straightforward. But I think that there could be some some interesting things that develop around a site. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think Once people B figure it out, because more. like B is a much more standard. Like, okay, there's a main, there's a like space we need to take before we get to site. Now we're on site. There's a CT and like a side area that we have to defend. Like that. That's very standard kind of even though it has its own like quirks to it but yeah b-site uh, is very yeah. unique yeah b-site sunset is very much like split b-site in terms of both the giant pillar in the middle and then like 
there being a lot of distance between getting to the site through main and then getting to it through mid, where, like, splitting through mid is very useful, but not the easiest thing to do. Right, I'll say the other way around. Mid was fucking free. Mid's kind of free. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty... Contesting it on defense is very strong. Because you can smoke off the initial... to do, though. Is it? That, that wasn't my experience from Swift. Players. I found it very hard to do. Interesting. Contesting it on defense is hard, but... Um, I don't know. We were playing against an omen that would smoke bottom mid uh, on oh, defense. Okay. And like, so when we were attacking, like he wasn't doing that originally. We were just getting fucking mid for free. Mm-hmm. Like I would smoke top mid. We would, we would take it and like, we would get mid for free. Yeah. Um, but once the omen started smoking bottom mid, like they were able to get a lot more timings on the people going up. Uh, I don't know the callouts yet, but whatever that side, the side thing is. is. Um, and so, like, it was a lot more contestable. But it's kind of a small mid for having so many avenues coming into it as well. So yeah. I think it's it's where a lot of gunfights are going to be taking place. I agree. Yeah. And also, we had a suboptimal team comp. I don't think we had... Maybe we had a Sky Flash, but, like... I don't know. Like, there were definitely rounds where, like, had whoever was playing bottom mid just disrespected the smoke as the other people were pushing up the elbow side of mid. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed but like it could yeah, have worked, was... but the problem is there's two avenues for, yeah. for defenders as well. And so, where mm-hmm. do you where do you look when you go through that smoke, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. If we just had some kind of like info util too, but yeah, it seemed like, um. Seems like mid was pretty free and was very hard to contest on defense. Mostly just because, just, like... There are a lot of avenues. There like, are. there's just so many different parts to this map that it's kind of confusing playing it initially. Um, mm-hmm. Just trying to figure out where you are on the map. But even then, like, it seems like uh, similar to Lotus, as I think Hunter was saying, um... Like, flanking is, like, very huge on the map right now because it seems so easy to go through one of, like, the yeah. five different avenues to get onto flank. Yeah, you can, flank, um, you can flank pretty fast. Really fast, and there are so many places to flank from and through that, like, your pathing can be different on flank every round. Mm-hmm. Which I think is not similar to Lotus. That is true. Um, Lotus is much more straightforward that way. Like your your flank is coming out of you know very set places on Lotus, yeah. uh, even though it's a really fast one. But like on on Sunset, it, it's a lot more variable. Yeah, I've yet to play a comp on Sunset, but one of the things I saw a ton in Swift play is uh, offenses just like five manning uh, B main and then just getting immediately flanked by a defender who pushed through mid. Like that is probably the quickest flank. What is? Uh, if you're a defender flanking the A push. Mm-hmm. It only really works if you I, have sorry. A, I said I, I got the sites confused again. I meant B. B. Yeah, I, I knew B you meant B. Yeah. I, I wasn't for some reason. I was like not confused by that at all. I yeah, was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah he yeah. means B main. Um, yeah, but yeah, like I, I think that only works if you're five manning B main, which is a terrible strat. Oh yeah, I fully agree. Confining yeah. yourself to this area that has significant chokes on either side. It's like five manning split B. Like it really is. Yeah, it's that a often. terrible idea. Yeah. I mean teams do it quite often. You need some mid presence though to be effective with it, yeah. I think. 
And yeah. and this is an even worse idea because it's a longer area to take and like that you're trapped in. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you're being faked out into being into thinking you have more map control than you do. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Um I find I found the map to be and this is just like a growing pains kind of issue. But like there were quite a few times that I died to things that like I just didn't know were possible. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not used to how quickly somebody can get to somewhere based on like exactly where the spawn barriers are. Like if you run from Yeah, spawn knowing where spawn this, barriers are, yeah. Yeah, it's like I just don't have the timings down yet. So like I got killed a few times by just being like, I didn't know they could be there. Like, I like I had my knife out. I was not ready for a gunfight. Like, I didn't know you could get there that fast. Um, stuff like that. And then just, like, certain cheeky angles and stuff that, like, I'm just not aware of yet. So, like, but again, that's a growing pains thing. Um, there are a I'll couple eventually... of cover angles that I was having trouble with that, like, yeah, also growing pains. Um, but, like, I was, I was in cover somewhere and there was an angle that could see me that I wasn't aware of mm -hmm. that, that definitely fucked me a couple of times. But yeah, one of the, I don't know. I think it's going to be like pretty standard that you smoke top mid every fucking round. Um, as when you're playing attack, I mean, um, but yeah, it, it just seems like the answer on attack from when we played was just like, you take mid, and then you can figure it out. Maybe have one person holding from the flank, or like for a flank coming out of A or B. Um, Do we think this is going to be a Viper map? Ooh. I'm not sure how much how helpful Viper is going to be in taking A. I said that correctly this time. I feel like there's some definite value to taking B because you can kind of split the site in half and then take that one side of pillar. Um, so maybe I'm going to say yes, because you can do that on offense and then on defense, like it can be kind of a lurk wall on offense, even if you're not hitting it. And then on defense, mm -hmm. you can, you can cut across mid. So I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be I, a Viper. I don't know if, I don't know if you can I play think solo it, controller Viper. It's really strong on B site. <clears throat> you're right. The wall? Yeah. Thinking about it, yeah, yeah. Viper wall really strong on B site. Yeah. Also, um, Cass, I don't think vi single controller Viper, at least at the pro level, is meta on any map. Like, I think people are. I mean, it almost... was Icebox. Uh, yeah, pe people still uh, ran an Omen sometimes. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess some. But also, Icebox has changed. I, I would say, if, especially if you take Icebox out of the picture, there really wasn't any solo controller Viper. Well, because yeah, and like, even these people would sometimes like... run Omen as well. Yeah, that was a bit of a... Breeze I mean, was a Viper map, for sure. Breeze was a Viper map. Yeah. I mean, like, Psalm played Omen. Okay, but we can say Breeze, at the current meta, like, like Viper Harbor. I, I don't yeah. even know if that's current meta. That's maybe, like, half a meta ago. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. I mean, Loud was still playing it to get success. I mean, not a, not PRX, as much as people PRX think that they should have grand been. Finals. Yeah. Um. And how did that work out for him? <laughs> they win that map. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They yeah, only won one of them. I don't remember. One, one of them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. But um, yeah, there was something off. Either way, like I agree, that could be a very strong wall for B. Forces someone to play in front of the wall if you want that info, um, or just have like 
a KJ or a Cypher playing there. But, like, I I think that's quite good. Um, the problem then comes down to, you can probably get a lineup to, to block off top mid with your orb, but then you got nothing. So if you do want to hit A, you need a second smoke, or you need a second smokes player. Um, but you can probably get a lineup to hit, like, uh, whatever that ledge is. I don't yeah. know if it blocks the whole thing, though. It's kind of a wide angle. What, the orb? Yeah. Like, the orb blocking off top mid? No, no, on A site. On A site? Like, like top A site. Oh, fuck me. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what that call out is. Okay. Um, but there's, like, a ledge that goes down onto, onto A site. It's the most, like, CSGO-y, in my mind, aspect of the A-site? map. A site? Okay. I feel I don't I don't know why this like as someone who's never fucking played CS:GO I just I look at this like geometry and I'm like oh that looks like CS:GO. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it's not enough cuz like you either have to be very committal with like well this is where our wall is going and then we're kind of like just letting the enemy team know where we want to go. Um I could see Viper Harbor though. I was yeah, thinking I could the see same a Viper Harbor working fine. I, I don't think you're going to see that in ranked, but I could see like a Viper Omen working just as well too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I. Like I could see Viper being very strong. I just think that because it's not, su- I don't think it'll be super viable to play your solo controller that um you're gonna see much if any of her in ranked in ranked getting one person to play smokes is hard enough you could play take b simulator yeah i i think we might see solo viper in ranked i kind of expect that people will realize how strong viper is and then be okay if there's just a viper on their team even though i agree that two smokes is better two smokes is better than one hunter is this uh is this gonna be a fracture scenario where we're like, oh yeah, definitely a double smoke map, and then we're just totally wrong. It's well, a brimstone on fracture, map. On fracture, we said it would be a zero smoke map. Hot we said it would that. either no, no, no. be said, two or yeah, one. We or said zero. either two or zero. Yeah. Um <laughs> And that was actually very interesting of us to even say that because stupid. Well, it it was also very interesting of us to say that because the the double smoke meta had not yet emerged in pro yet. So the idea of us saying it would be a two smoke map was a very uh, hot take. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but it was neither of those. It's a one smoker map right, and it's right. brim. Yeah. So... <laughs> well, I feel like some brim viper was played at one vi- point. Yeah, I thought you yeah, saw some brim viper, viper is played now. Yeah, right. I thought oh, you yeah. saw some brim viper, but like either way, um. I'm surprised. Why is Brim picked so much on that map? Uh, like, is it because you smoke... need the three smokes at once? Uh, I think it's just useful for, like, long smokes. Like, the longer smokes are very helpful yeah. on that map, and his right. smokes cover uh, every angle that you need them to. Like, the chokes are small enough mm-hmm. that an orb, orb smoke does it. Um, yeah, but I'm saying, like... Well, okay. The question, and you like, can I drop guess... them simultaneously, which is a big deal. Yeah. yeah, I suppose that is true. But yeah, like the reason that I think of like, okay, we want a brim here instead of an omen, is because you want 
three smokes. Or, like, you want the ability to drop three smokes simultaneously. Um, yeah, I think that even dropping two smokes simultaneously on a lot of is, maps yeah. is, is a reason why Brim is chosen. Um, mm. Just so that you can contact explode better. Yeah. Um, because an yeah. omen, like, if you're going to contact explode, you get to smoke off one angle as they're exploding. And then it's mm. going to take a couple of seconds. Which means you're you're either telegraphing a couple of seconds where you're going, or you're going to have another angle for the people uh, like exploding to to check on site. Whereas yeah. like w with Brim, you can drop those simultaneously. There's no um, no right. previous information as to where you're going. Mm -hmm. You could definitely like assuming you're playing a jet, a jet could temporarily smoke off whatever that angle is while you're waiting for the omen smoke to come through. True, yeah, it's just after utility. Yeah, it is. Um, and the brim smokes are there for longer. Yeah, the brim smokes lasting for fucking ever is obviously very nice. Sucks when you're on the other side of it. And you have no utility to go through with, but... Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'd like to see, I think that, like, pro teams do drop all three smokes a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I rarely, if ever, drop all three smokes. Hmm. I usually go with a two and save. Yeah. Uh, and then I re-smoke one of the two angles. Yeah, I will say, when I'm playing Fracture on Brim is when I'm, I'm most likely to drop all three smokes. But in many maps, you don't really need the third. Yeah, I can see. I, I'm just thinking, yeah, if you're playing Fracture, like, you can triple smoke. Assuming nobody in your team is pushing drop. You can smoke yeah. drop. You can smoke CT. And tower. and um and tower and tower or, rope. Yeah. or you can if just... you're not splitting then yes you have to kind of drop all three at once yeah. that would be the time on fracture that I drop all three or you could just like put that double those double smokes that wall off site like that split you know what I'm talking about I, I don't yeah, like yeah. those yeah I, I yeah. don't like those either yeah I don't like those I think do it's very important drop... sorry go ahead. I'm saying you could drop both of those and the third one on drop just like in a line. Just be like, I think oh, about yeah. why I we have this. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... sand control is too important, though. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. See, the two the two people who play Brim on Fracture are letting you know how yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say real quick, this really isn't a long subtopic, but um, I have changed my agent thing for this pat this current act. That past act, I was doing Sky Yoru with Brim on Fracture. I've decided now that, you know, I really don't play much Yoru, so he's very much a footnote just because I often filling is better. But I've decided I'm going to add Brim into the rotation. So now I'm playing just Brim, Sky, Yoru. And it's really mainly just Brim and Sky. Just because I have a really good win rate on Brim. I like playing Brim, and it's just a great fill agent. That will apply almost never when I'm playing with Chase. But when I'm playing well, yeah, without pretty Chase, much never because I, <laughs> I talked about last podcast how I'm doing the Brim on every map now. Right, right. Yeah, so that, that's my new challenge. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will say, Chase, you know, when we played on alts with Tony, uh, sorry, with Cam last night, you played Neon. <laughs> I could play I did, yeah, because I was yeah. on alt, and right, also right. it didn't go very well. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I played yeah, but, I, it, but Neon is my TDM character right now, yeah. so oh, I, I will continue to get better nice, with, with nice. Neon through TDMs. Yeah, hey, you could be a Brim Neon main next act, maybe, once you're, once you're uh, feeling the Neon more. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say the one exception to my challenge is if we're if we're going into a week where I'm going to be playing a different agent than those three in premiere, then I will definitely play that agent to practice for premiere. Mm -hmm. that, that's the one exception. 
just uh just a thought here. Yeah. Uh, going back to the sunset. You know how we're talking about Viper? Yeah. But no, why I did we forget not really about bring that. Up Harbor. I mean, we did. Okay, yeah. but like, you're talking Harbor Solo controller? Yeah. Doesn't Harbor just do what we want Viper to do on that map, but just like better? No, no, because Viper has refresh. No, because Viper has the refreshing wall. Yeah, I think I think the reason why I think Viper is significantly better is that on both defense and offense, you gain considerable value from having your wall up through a lot of the round. On defense, it's having the wall across mid. And on offense, it's the whole, like, bind uh, A-site situation where you have your wall into B as a lurk wall, if you're not at, even if you're not actually, you know, hitting there. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think Viper is going to be stronger, but I think the, some of the long hallways does suit Harbor very well as well. Like, if you're taking the halls on A-side, then I think that that could be super nice to cascade down that sort of, like, icebox. So, yeah, I, I, thinking... yeah I don't think Harbor is bad, but I think Viper is just great. Huh. I was also just thinking that, like, Taking mid with harbor util is probably a lot easier. Probably. Possibly, yeah. but think about a viper wall from defender A side to like attacker B main. Mm-hmm. That mid wall really fucking good as yeah. a as a defensive like viper wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um because it, it can like it gives you most of mid and blocks off the two entrances to mid from attacker side. Yeah, I can see that. I think that I, I could see that being a standard defensive wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like, I think that Viper Harbor is really good together because the same reason that Viper Harbor is always really good together is you can have a, a similar wall utility for the time in which the, the Viper util is down. Mm-hmm. on attack yeah and in general well, so you, you can, just can play... take so much space as well yeah you can just play the same wall as viper on defense every or on attack every single round that's and yeah. then if you're not going there then harper has his wall and smokes for executes yeah but... yeah which yeah. i think makes sense because you can use the harbor utility more effectively on a site um and the viper utility more effectively on b site so you can throw that B wall every single round. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, harbor util for A if you're going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess okay. we'll just have to see um, as the as we play the mm-hmm. map. I don't know. Yeah, jury's still out. I don't know if I like it or not yet. Same here. Opping can we mold about our... Like, oh, not about opping? great. Like, opping on that map is hard. Mm-hmm. Like there aren't a lot of great angles to op on, which I find frustrating. I think you're gonna eventually like opping, um, because you prefer the shorter off angle sight lines, which I think there are still plenty of. Yeah, I know. It's just B is really awkward because I can't. Like there, there's just they too can many peek from either side of the block. It's yeah, a fifty-fifty side. Yeah. And, like, there are two of them, right? Like, if I push up off barrier drop, there's there's one. If I fall back to site, there's another 50. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, B just has a lot of 50s on, like, where... No, do I but, but mid, mid and A, I think, are going to be really good for you. Yeah, A, a is probably going to be solid. Um, the problem with mid is... 
I can't hold both elbow and main at the same time. And then there's that. No, but market. You can you can hold from market to elbow. I can if, hold from market that's, to that's elbow, but then right somebody, somebody could push up. Right side. And then swing me, yeah, really close. And like... Sure, but you uh, have I someone mean, top like, mid. They're probably yeah. smoked off, I guess. You have you right. have some sort of info there, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It, it, it might not be... Yeah, I don't know. It, it's and you have a really good dash spot uh, back to, you know, the the back, whatever that hallway is that goes yeah. to the back mm-hmm. of... Uh, or is that yeah. Boba? I, I have no fucking clue. I know that there is some call out called Boba on that map, but I don't know where it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know the call outs at all. So yeah, people weren't using uh, it well, in Sith play. I think Boba is like the the area at the very back of B site, mm. like the the CT area. But I'm not a hundred percent confident. I think it goes market and then Boba toward defender spawn. Yeah, if any of you guys have like a a call out cheat sheet and want to toss that in the Discord, that'd be great. I don't know what any yeah. of the fucking callouts are. I mean, that's um, called the mini map, technically. Yeah, I was going also... to say so. Just post the mini map in chat. <laughs> no, boy, dude, yeah. the mini map is like it, it's like it's like fake callouts. It's like yeah. what Riot wants you to use as callouts, but it's not really what's used in most instances. Actually, in some instances, in most instances, it is exactly what's used. Yeah, but there are times when that's not actually what's used, like like Sabrosa. Yeah. <laughs> So also just thinking like pizza, gelato. Pizza is officially pizza on the map, isn't it? Is it? I don't think it is. I, I don't know. And then I just think like there are many of those that hell? are the same. Yeah, like, heaven and hell are not used. No, they, they're usually map. called like tower. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, just like like that. that that's another funny thing. I, I find it like it really funny how often like. Uh, call outs get reused, um, which like it makes sense to reuse yeah. call outs, um, but yeah, just like call outs constantly get reused, which I find funny. Oh, yeah, uh, like T and CT that's reused yeah. from a different game, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like uh, god, what is it? Mid is reused for so many maps, it's honestly pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, A and B callouts really need yeah. to yeah. stop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, but like, I, yeah, I find it funny that like Squeaky comes from CS too. Um, that that callout. What else is there? What else gets reused a lot? Banana. It doesn't get used, but <laughs> yeah, you wanted it to at some point on Icebox, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I? I mean, maybe. Uh, it, it, it's funny though, because like, eh, it plays out very different. But I can kind of see myself making that argument in the past. I, I vaguely remember an argument about Icebox um, B long. Yeah. Being banana. Hmm. I'm like I like I'm thinking back on it. I'm kind of seeing where I might have been coming from from my argument standpoint. And I don't uh, I don't understand what Wahujin has to do with CS, but like <laughs> it, no, it's your argument. Uh, 
Yeah, okay. All right. Well, we're we're gonna make this a short one because it's fucking yeah. late. It's after the premiere games. But yeah, speaking of the premiere games, something we said we were gonna have to talk about was uh, the ineligibility of one of our yes. uh, teammates yes. to playing premiere. Yeah, uh, now, I'm gonna get ahead of you real quick just to say yeah. that we were very sad that um, we weren't able to play in premiere tonight due to one of our teammates being ineligible. So we cried and watched uh hallmark movies for two hours instead of playing premiere uh, anyway as you were saying chase yes right that's exactly what happened um <laughs> i mean we got a sub to play the game eventually yeah eventually we got a sub fortunately um yeah, however that, i was talking about our plans before we got the sub. okay okay H- however uh the issue that we ran into um originally was uh what we thought was a bug for a while um because our roster was carried over from the previous like premiere beta stage or whatever it was called premiere yeah premiere beta maybe. yeah premiere was, no, was, yeah. was the official ignition. name yeah yeah beta was the first one ignition was the second one um yeah so the 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 problem that happened is when uh when we went and looked at the team uh our Good friend Kotaro, who is uh, the carry of our fucking premier team, <laughs> aka Alex. Um, yeah, he's been on pod many a while ago. Yeah, many a while ago. Um, I said he, a while ago, and then I remember he was actually here yeah. like this summer, so not that long ago. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, he had a like an error message pop up that said you are like ineligible to compete in premier. Now, we thought this was a bug because we were able to register our team. He was still on the team. Um, There was no issues in any of that stage. Uh, But when we went to queue for a match today, uh, it said that he had a, what, 200-some hour? 400-hour ban? 400-hour ban. A 400-hour ban from from queuing in Premiere. And Mm -hmm. uh, that was weird. But what what we realized this was, was that... 13 days ago, he got a short Q ban in comp because his power went out. And it was like the second time that week or something like that, that his power had gone out and he had to go AFK for part of a game. Yeah. And so he had a, he had a short, you know, however long that is when you're, you know, less than a day, just to be clear, less than a day. Yeah. Like probably in the matter of minutes to hours. Um, comp ban. Now, that apparently makes you ineligible to compete in Premiere for 30 days. If you have any sort of restriction on your competitive queue, you're ineligible to compete in any Premiere game for 30 days. And if that happens while Premiere is going on, you are disqualified from that entire Premiere. Yep. Oh, you get full disqualified for the entire Premiere? Oh, oh. Full disqualified for the entire premiere if that happens while premiere is happening. I okay, didn't actually I hear that last part. Okay, I didn't know about yeah. that either. Yeah. But, like, I feel like an AFK ban should not restrict you from premiere. Like, what? a toxicity ban or, like, a cheating ban or... You cheating ban, being... they can fucking break your account. Like that... yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But, like... You being a general asshole or racist or sexist or anything like that, like sure, like hard ban them from uh, from Premiere. But like, 
and as we're like, I, I, I guess what it like my thought process to this is eventually going to end up going to is like there should just be an appeal system. Um, I don't know exactly how that would function, but it's like, like I lost power. Like, what, what do you, what do you want me to do? Well, their argument is anyone can make that kind of argument. It's pretty yeah, tough to I prove like... that you lost power. Because, like, you'd have to, I mean, you could, you could, like, show, like, oh, here's an outage map of the time, but, like, does that's not always how it someone... happens. Like, some, right, right. Maybe yeah. your, my roommate turned on the microwave and the blender at the same time and it yeah, fucking yeah, shorted yeah. my house. You know, you like, did a video of your roommate being like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's obviously that. a dumbass. Look at him. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, granted, like, you, and you might not always be able to successfully appeal it, but, like, I feel like there should be something in place that enables you to have some kind of appeal process. Um, and yeah, you might not, they might not un, unban your account for however long it is, because there's no good proof or anything like that. But like, like if it's something that doesn't happen consistently, like if you're not consistently going AFK, and you just had like a quick spurt of like two of them, which is what he presumably, because yeah, I think he, he AFK'd from a fucking TDM that he was playing later that day because he didn't queue for comp, thinking that, like, oh, if I lose power again, like... Um, yeah, that is what happened. It was one comp game, and then he was playing a TDM and AFK'd yeah. again, and that counted as his yeah. second Like, AFK. the fact that you can't, like... Like, I feel like for a comp game is the only time in which, like, you shouldn't be able to AFK. Like, if someone's gonna AFK in TDM, like, who gives a shit? Yeah, like, the big thing to me about it with the Premiere side of things is that um, I get why, like, I get if someone's comp banned or ch chat banned for being, you know, for sabotaging the team, you know, throwing, uh, you know, being inappropriate uh, in some level, text or voice comms. Like, I totally get the idea of, you know, Premiere is something that people care about more than comps, so we're going to really make sure that these people get uh, deterred extra much from doing those kind of activities. Um but the thing with AFK, the thing with AFKing that's untrue of those other two, is that there can be a good reason why you AFK, and like the idea of having penalties for it for comp makes sense just because you know you can't have someone AFKing too much for regardless of regardless of what the reason is. So you need people to not want to do it. But like we like we all said at the time is that the only person that being AFK is the only people that being AFK in Premiere is harming if you're worried about that behavior carrying over is you know, your teammates who can drop you at any point. And, you know, should you really be punished when it wasn't necessarily your fault or a problem that you were AFK in comp? Like, it just seems, honestly, I would be okay with the system if they didn't add an appeal or, or anything like that and they just made it that AFK bans are not included in the things that give you the 30-day premiere or make you mm -hmm. ineligible for the rest of premiere. Well, I think there's an even simpler fix. Um I don't know if it's simpler, but it makes hmm. more sense in my mind, um, which is you can't queue for Premiere if you can't queue for comp. It's the exact same restrictions, and maybe they need to change the comp restrictions to um, adhere to this. Um, but if you get a half an hour ban for being AFK, it means that it's not a consistent problem. There's a reason why they have increasing uh, queue restrictions for like the frequency of the issue. Yeah. Right. And this is exactly what the reason is. Cause you know, most of the time if I have to AFK for something and like 
you know, you get the warning, like we saw that you got AFK, you know, next time there may be a punishment. Right. Right. You know, like it, because it's that infrequent. So like the first time it happens, you don't get any punishment. And then it happens a couple more times consistently. Like you get increasing penalties and that's why you see people with like, you know, hundred day bans or two year bans, whatever, because it's obviously a frequent problem. Um, and you don't want that in comp, but I think that that should be the exact same for premier. If I can queue for comp, it means that it wasn't a significant issue or a consistent issue. Why can't I queue for premier? Yeah, I guess, I guess, um, well, cause I, yeah. the, the reason for, or that I see for that is that like, they want to, with some of the other reasons in which your account could be banned, be strict. Then maybe they should ban premier. those for longer. Because it's still only 30 days. Now, like, if you were banned for one of those other issues, shouldn't it kind of be at least 30 days? Well, here's here's the thing, Jace. I was thinking about that as we're having this conversation, and I think I see why they don't do that. It's twofold. One is that if you outright ban someone from playing comp for 30 days, then there's a very good chance they're just going to, you know, uh, buy, hop on an existing, or make a new alt. Because that's a long time to not play Valorant if you're enjoying playing with your friends. And the chance of someone not playing in comp for 30 days because they're banned on their main is really low, I think. Um, and then the other part of it as well uh, is from a business side of things. If someone's, even if someone did do that, they said, oh, I've been a bad boy. I don't have any alts. Um, I'm not playing for 30 days. That's a decent chunk of potential lost revenue from that person. There could be a whole skin pack that comes out that they would have bought that you know, they are not, aren't around playing Valorant for. Whereas if you ban them from Premiere, you're banning them from one aspect of the game and, you know, putting the, tightening the screws on them a little bit, but there's no real money lost to, to Riot that way. You're right. And it's not for competitive integrity reasons, which is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that like how the ban, like, like if I get banned, for mm -hmm. doing something, let's say I was being racist overall chat or whatever, um, and I get banned because of that. Can I not still like play TDM and like? Yeah, you can still play TDM. Other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure like you're you're just comp. It's ban, a comp right? ban. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but you, if you're banned, like a lot of people get banned for like fucking years. I don't uh, know if a lot of people, but it happens, right? Like where you see people's bans and it's like you know you're banned for yeah. Uh, like 600 days. Yeah, damn. It, they're, right. they're obviously making a new account. Like, they're not yeah. playing Valorant on that account anymore. Mm -hmm. But I guess in that, in that case, I think that if they are making an account and keeping that one in good standing, then in the, it kind of did its job, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think with the 30 days, you're right in that sweet spot where, like, you know, they're probably not going to care too much if they get uh, an alt banned, assuming they don't do it right away. But, you know, if they're like three weeks in and they get mm -hmm. and they get a little tilted during a game, you know, they might start reaching for certain keys on their keyboard, if you know what I'm saying, um, because they don't care that much about, you know, they're all they're about to get their main back. I mean, sure, but that's a long time. Like the game's yeah. been out for like three years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, I just like, I just feel like the, an AFK is obviously like it's obviously fucking annoying as hell in comp, but like, 
Yeah, I don't think, oh, if this person's power... Yeah, right. Like, in Premiere, it's like, if I have them on my team, right, the only person... Yeah, and if if it's a consistent issue, then, like, you would know that previously to them being on your team, and you wouldn't Mm -hmm. want them on your team. Right. Right, and it only takes one game for them to, you know, AFK in the middle of the game for a stupid reason before you're dropping them and moving on. You know, putting in yeah. a sub for the rest of the season if they're a top player, then you're not having them back the next season. Like, I, 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 don't, I doubt that's even a consideration for Riot. I think the idea is just we want to punish people harder for offenses in Premier than we do in comp. And I think you can now change your roster mid-season, too. Well, I believe... I mean, I mean I th- This I, is I, the new thing for this Premier launch. I don't, I don't think so. I, I believe that you could do it before. It's just that if it, would, if it changed your division then they would not allow you to do it so you could always drop Mm. people but you could only add people if it wouldn't change your division i believe is how it was since beta okay yeah okay i do remember that now and i feel like it it has to be the same then Mm -hmm. but that that is kind of tough because like unless you're swapping someone who's like the same exact rank it's kind of tough to tell if that's going to change you that much or or i guess if someone is like you know in the middle it should only be like it can't it can't change your division up Maybe that's how it is. I, I honestly yeah. don't know. Yeah, because I'm assuming that when you add a worse player relative yeah. to who yeah. you're dropping, right? Right. right. Uh, and the only time in which I see that, like, it, it, it makes sense to me that they'd allow that for, like, the very upper echelons of teams in which, like, they're trying to have the Premier be a way to get into, like, Tier 2. Um, yeah, it's only, like, uh, Division 21. Yeah, it's, like, that. that's the only one in which it makes sense to, like, actually, like, mid-season, like, drop somebody and change your roster out. And it's, like, at that point, like, you're already in the top division. So it's not like you're going to be making your roster, like, yeah, maybe you are making your roster better. You're trading out, like, a quote-unquote player who... for a better player, but yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. You can't move up any divisions. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, just like Riot, I, I heard somebody else is, complaining yeah. on, on Reddit that it was like, you know, half hour comp ban, however long ago, has now banned me for 30 days in Premiere, which mm-hmm. just seems insane. Yeah, that is yeah. pretty wild. Because now we're going to have to sub out our best player for two weeks. Or, yeah, brutal. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's about all I had to, I was thinking of talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh my god, I'm uh, fucking tired. Got, it's fucking after 11 p.m. and I haven't eaten dinner yet, so brutal. I, I should uh, I should go do that. I'm fucking wasted after these two beers too. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're dehydrated like gas was last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll drink with you later. <laughs>